My agent called, he said he got some interest in my script I'm glad I didn't tell him that I never finished it I got my cast of characters and outline for the plot I even got a famous classic case of writer's block Get it out of my head 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 Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Welcome to On the Page. This is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting. My name is Pilar Alessandra, and I'm the, what am I? What? I don't know. The script consultant, instructor, head maid, I don't, nanny, nanny, den mom of On the Page Writer's Studio. And joining me as podcast producer is David Bax. Hello, David Bax. Hello. So 260 episodes and you haven't quite memorized no. the... Uh, the thing you say, like I top. said, maybe three hundred. I'll get it right, yeah. maybe. But yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not counting on it. It's so weird. You'd really, really think that I would just have this down by now. I'd be doing this in my sleep. No, yeah. scared to death every single time. I hope I'm here to see it all. Do you think? come together on episode three hundred? One day I'll just be here, like smoking cigarette, right? Like, ah, yeah, welcome to on the page. <laughs> so relaxed. Um, are you always comfortable on your podcast? I mean, you you host nineteen of them, so <laughs> no, I have, I have, yeah, two podcasts. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, no, I'm not comfortable at all. I forget the th- and we're we're I think a little closer to three hundred episodes. We're at two eighty two, two eighty three. I think we just recorded. Um, and yeah, I have a thing that I say every week at the end about where you can find us and what my Twitter is, what my email is, and yeah, I, I forget it uh, It's often. weird. Do you think it's sort of a self-hating thing? Like when we actually talks, <laughs> like my introduction, like every time I say what I am, I feel weird about it. So <laughs> it just sounds strange to say that. So it's a psychological thing. We should get a shrink on the show. Yeah, that'd okay. be great. That'll, that'll be next. <laughs> All right, enough about our problems. Let's get to Nick's problems. We have... Uh, joining us, we have uh, Laura House as our as our main guest, but we are also having a cameo from mm-hmm. Nick Alexi, the on the page intern, but not for long, <laughs> because Nick Alexi is going to soon be a producer. After this, you're going to be training him to be a podcast producer for us. Yeah, moving up, moving training up. That's right. That's right. So he's got a promotion here. <laughs> oh yeah, but. <clears throat> You've only been a month in the APA training program, started in the mailroom, mm-hmm. a month, and what happened? Well, now I'm an assistant to a TV literary agent. Isn't that good? He just, just boom, he just shot over the heads of all those mailroom people. They hate him. <laughs> and now he's an assistant. Okay, tell they me about me. that. Uh, it's, uh, it's terrific. I'm, you know, I'm an assistant, so I'm responsible for... You know, one guy and one guy only, and uh, I have to take care of all his meetings and lunches and phone calls, lots of phone calls every day. Um, it's it's a whirlwind, you know. I'm always moving. I'm always doing something. Luckily, he's kind of dependent in, you know, getting coffee for himself or, you know, dry cleaning. So it's not, like, completely crazy where you hear about running around outside the office. But, yeah, definitely at the desk, I'm always, you know, busy and working. No time to uh, slack off or on Facebook I'm you know I'm an assistant I have to work and that's what I signed up for no are you try, trying to mentally take notes of who you're talking to and 
what their credits are and yeah. all those so, things. So the guy I work for, um, he, he represents writers and a lot of directors. That, you know, and we're always submitting uh, clients for, for, for TV shows um, around town, for projects being set up. So yeah, I'm I'm always calling clients, calling the writer, calling the director, seeing if you know their schedule can coordinate with the studios or the the company, to for meetings. Lots of that all the time. Lots of email confirmations and phone calls. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm reading their their material. I'm I'm giving little notes on them. You know what do I think of them, and uh, giving them a call uh, after a meeting, see how how they went. You know, that's what my boss kind of encourages. You know, if he can't call them, you know. I, let me mm-hmm. let me give them a call, reach out, see th- how things are going. So yeah, it's it's uh it's a lot of fun. I'm learning a lot. I have a lot more learning to do. I've only been there a week and a half, uh, and uh, it's it's a whirlwind. This it's is a so lot cool. Of fun. One month later, Nick's like, "Well, now I'm an agent." <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, keep keep updating yeah, us, okay? Definitely. And maybe the next time we see you too, you'll actually be producing. The podcast. That, that would be fun. That would be very, that very be cool. fun. That'd be exciting. Okay, but for now you gotta get off the mic. Oh. Oh, and, and I have I have <laughs> something right. to, I have something interny to tell you. Which is uh when the writers group comes in okay. at quarter of one, if you the first person that comes in, just settle them in, in the room and then come back in. You okay? got it. You got it. All right. You got it, boss. Let me, let me, you got it, boss. Jeez. As a podcast producer, make sure you leave stuff like this in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave it in. It's, it's fine. It's fine. People need to know what's going on here. Okay, Laura, take the mic. Here you go. Bye. You can leave it in. Yeah. I don't care. David, yeah, you know. Warts and all, right? Right. Uh, totally warts. <laughs> if there were no warts in this podcast, there would be no podcast. At, at 260 weeks, we can't, we can't afford to be vain. That's, that's right. <laughs> it's an all wart podcast. It is an all wart <laughs> podcast. But as you know, I can't call you a wart, Laura. You're too pretty to be a wart. Oh, Hi, boy. Laura House. Your prettiness on How, a Saturday. Is this right? You'd yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? Circle there. Talk into this. Oh, oh, talk into this. Okay, good. There we go. I you got your snack? No, I have a snack for you. I have I have a, a, a present for you. Wait. Oh, let's hear it. Hear that? What could it be? Every, everyone loves to hear eating on a podcast. <laughs> it's the crinkle of a Starbucks bag. Here you go. Woo! Oh, look boy. inside. Look inside. Look inside. Oh, You'll know boy. why it's a gift I for you. I hope it's full of toys. <laughs> Oh, it's tiny little baby petite vanilla scones. Right, right. Uh, Laura puts tiny baby petite uh, vanilla scones in every single one of her projects. (laughs) All of her characters love them. I have all my characters work at Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. And they think it's funny to say little, because they're called petite vanilla scones, but for some reason I think it's funny to call them Little tiny baby petite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. And I can't go to Starbucks anymore without thinking about Laura. Without like, seeing there them. There it is. They Should do look eat, delicious. Eat them just to only the, if you of, want to, okay. just to kind of. No, she's she's maybe when of it's like not my job talking to talk. to the bottom of the microphone. She's not talking to the circle. Oh, okay. What do you? But then that's she's where got it like is. this big black thing in front of her. I know face. it's really awkward. <laughs> I'm looking around. I'm like looking wall-eyed at you. No offense <laughs> to anyone who's wall-eyed, but I like I like one eye is on either side of the all I listeners okay. are offended. I, well, I'm very sorry. I'm, or nothing's wrong with you. I You're have fine. this one in front of my face. <laughs> no, it's really weird. <laughs> like I'm peeking out. Is it this weird with you? Is it everyone? You should be used to it. It's, it's just weird to me. It's us short girls, you know. I'm gonna take, oh, is that it? I'm gonna take Some a people have heads. What if people have Frankenstein heads that go above the? I the am microphone? going to take a picture of you with that in front of you. Hey, that's it. Hey, sexy. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, all right. It's okay. more of a visual joke. I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> Laura was here. We'll start the vlog cast. <laughs> you know, there will be no vlogging here. Then you'll know. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, what's a vlog? It's a video blog. You yeah. know? Oh, you. <laughs> Do you think your producer actually didn't know what that was? <laughs> I thought he said, "What's that?" <laughs> oh boy! Gra- Grandma Guys. stopped to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a video. You probably haven't heard, but I have a computer. <laughs> I have a computer. <laughs> we just call it the machine. The machine at home. <laughs> we have a. There's a wizard in it or something. <laughs> I type a word in, but, all these things come up. But I get on the interweb pipe <laughs> and I read my magazine. It's crazy, David. <laughs> David Bax. We'll get you on there. Don't you worry. <laughs> now, Laura House, you were on this podcast. Does no one else make fun of you? Because I feel like when I make fun of you, people around you laugh extra hard like they've been wanting to make fun of you. and then But that nobody does. Or like in the writing group, people look at, I'll make fun of her and people look at me like I can't believe you're making fun of her I'm like maybe I'm just the only one there's I don't know a, there's but a people sense seem that to I'm appro- an authority figure in people, other places Laura House people appreciate <laughs> like, oh, making god. fun of it oh thank god you finally said that thing <laughs> like they're not brave I find you very approachable because I find it <laughs> appear like banter I find me very but I, approachable but I see people being like Oh, I can't believe she... And then, like, look to you, and then you laugh, and then they're like, oh, okay. You know why? It's because when, <laughs> when you teach... You terrify a, people, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Which is cool. I've never terrified anybody in I my know. life. I know. Your people are scared of you. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think whenever you teach a class, whenever you're the tallest person in the room, right? For uh-huh. just that brief moment of time, oh, right, which is right. why I teach. <laughs> uh, you know, it gives you some kind of authority, and then they're kind of, like, worried about, like messing with a teacher but after a couple of rounds of writers groups people understand oh she's not just a teacher she's just that person that imperfect person that's my person. buddy right? who criticizes my writing <laughs> every Tuesday night not criticizing <laughs> analyzes she it's encourages it's I thing. find you very encouraging thank you Laura House thank you because that's what I need Laura House was I'm... on the podcast X number of months ago how many like was like, I on about a year ago? Was I on before I went to Chicago? Yeah. I mean, it was before, but was it kind of right Has before, like last summer? A, I mean, I thought it was like only a couple months, but has it been a whole year? I went at the end of last August. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Laura was in my classes. I was really, really lucky to have her. She'd had uh, a lot of experience in TV. And so I threw up on the podcast and then a whole bunch of stuff started to happen. <laughs> so a year later, got weird. we need an update because so many good things have happened. Now you did go off to, to do the Rosie show. In mm-hmm. Chicago, I wrote for Rosie O'Donnell on OWN, and then and I went to visit you. You in came Chicago. to Chicago, and I invited to, you to my office, and I wouldn't let you leave because I was terrified. <laughs> she was she was a little scared. I have um, to say, she was like, "There, there are cameras everywhere." There, There's, well, it is. It was also you. I got there, and they were like, you know, like my my EP was being mic'd up, and they were like, well, you know, it's a reality show too, and I was like, what? Like that's not something you say before. You, I mean, it was fine with me. I'm not shy, but I was like. That's so weird, but I it was, yeah, it was a weird time to walk around. <laughs> she caught, I'll bring you to my new office where okay. everybody just like can't stop doing things for me. That's nice. Do you want me to throw that away? Let me get you that. Do you want me to, I finished a bottle of water and she was like, I'll go refill it for See, you. I was like, what is happening year. to my life? Good year for Laura House. Yeah, you go do that. It's me in a week. <laughs> I shouldn't even have to ask. See, now I'm, people are scared of you too. I'm almost done drinking this water. Why aren't you refilling it? <laughs> 
That's why I'm afraid to ask anyone to do anything because I think it's a real slippery slope. Right. <laughs> I'm right. afraid. I'll get real jerky real fast. <laughs> it's my fear. Power. Power. Yeah, exactly. Just takes you over. So, okay. So, so you came back from Rosie. I came and back from Rosie there in were January. all these things. So tell, tell everybody about your year and what you've learned and just take it away. Go ahead. I well, really don't want to talk. <laughs> I find that hard to believe. <laughs> um... <laughs> Teasing, teasing. <laughs> I sense people being, oh, I can't believe she said that to a lot. I, uh, and thank you for the, the scones, by the way. My friend's mom would always correct her, scone. Really? Scone. First, why Why just be weird about one word? <laughs> Did that up up your income or something? Sounds like my That's mom. Like, it's my a, mom. A scone. Oh, are we having scones? Scone. My mom uh, says, uh, she refuses well, to say that Van Gogh is Van Gogh. She's like, no, Van Gogh. Oh, Van boy. Gogh. Wow. Right. Yeah, like, so she's really that person gets too. in there. Yeah. Well, in my house, these were just biscuits. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't really. That's right. You're, you're from Texas. Yeah, I'm from Texas, um, a suburb of Dallas, Grand Prairie. Hi, Everybody in Grand Prairie listening to the podcast about writing. <laughs> you, know, you don't know. There's a lot of, lot of, lot of Texas listeners, actually. Um, I'll bet there are a lot of Texas listeners. I feel like where I'm from, people don't think about writing a lot. Um, <laughs> so I'm saying from a, I'm saying people can't read. What? <laughs> um, no, I'm sure someone's out there. That All right. My point is this. We'll cut all that out, right? Okay. Um, uh, oh, so what's happened to me was, I guess... I guess I'll start with the lesson, and the lesson is hang in there. Yeah. <laughs> because I, it's so weird. Like, I'm having kind of a gratitude avalanche today. Like, just everything. I'm just, I love how things are right now. It's, and I know they'll change, and that's fine. And I don't mean that in a negative way, just things are always changing. But I am so thrilled with how things are. And like last October, I didn't even want to be on this planet anymore. <laughs> I was so I was like devastated by life and I just like kept all right, I don't know what's going on, but I'm just going to keep showing up like I didn't like how anything was going. So, I guess I'll start with that lesson of hang in there. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Q Wilson Phillips. Are they here? Can you get them in to Apparently if you hold on for just one more day. <clears throat> so the day after tomorrow everything'll be good. Don't make me sing, Laura. But I <laughs> sing Sing, sing, sing. <laughs> um, but I, I sort of, held, I just held on. I just watched it shake out, and I guess that's part of the point too. Is like, um, uh, and maybe since I'm on this, I'll start with the the uh, negatives in a way. Like I've been fired from several sitcom writing. Jo- I've been hired to many jobs, and I've been fired from several jobs. Never like, uh, I don't want to see your face in here anymore. It was never like it's. Uh, it was just like you know, we have to hire. a a higher up and there's no room in the budget and I'm so sorry and we're not going to pick up your option like it was all very gracious but I suppose I say that for anybody listening that's like how do you get to whatever or you know can you s- I didn't know you could survive being fired and apparently you can <laughs> so my situation was um uh I've worked on um I started as a stand-up and um, got into so so I'm a writer and a performer, and then uh, I got more into writing. So the past six or seven years, I wrote on blue collar TV, and from that I went to um, the George Lopez show. Wrote on that for its last year. Um, I wrote on Samantha Who after the strike, and 
um, sold a show and I was on CBS's Mad Love. So I've done different things. And about a year ago, I got an email saying, hey, you know, we're putting together a dream team of writers to write for the Rosie O'Donnell's doing a show at Harpo on OWN. You know, would you be interested in submitting? So I was like, okay, you had me at dream team. (laughs) And so, like, if anyone thinks I'm such a sucker for if anyone thinks I'm funny, oh, yeah, oh, then I want to be where you are thinking I'm good. And so um, I submitted to that, got the job, flew to Chicago, um, like, September, mm, it must have been 8th. Um, last year, and I know that because on September 9th, I got a stomach ache, oh, and on yeah. September 11th, I had an emergency appendectomy. It was <laughs> that might have been a sign right there, a little omen. Well, it was weird because even at the time, I you know, part of me certainly I considered that maybe I shouldn't be here. If, if my organs are exploding, <laughs> should I, you know, once you get a new job, boom, blam, like when your guts turn into fireworks, are you like, mom, maybe this isn't the right place for me. But I was really happy to be there, and uh, it was really great for a little while, and then, um, you know, it just turned and was a really toxic environment and um, not great. And so, uh, luckily, I was fired from that job, like all the others. So, <laughs> in January, I um, uh, I was home for Christmas, actually, at the end of last December, and then in January, I got a call from work. <laughs> And it was a very gracious, I'm so sorry, they just want to make changes. I think you're amazing. I'd hire you again from the executive producer. Um, You know, you're great. And also, she acknowledged you tried to be positive the whole time. I really appreciate it. Like, just really nice, like, do the best you can, I guess, is part of my point of even if work feels rough like you can still be nice or I sort of started a hug ministry (laughs) like I just I felt so bad I was like maybe other people feel bad I'm just gonna go see who needs a hug today (laughs) um I'm very professional and so um anyway what happened was so I got a phone call so instead of going back to Chicago to go to work I went to Chicago to pack my stuff and bring it back uh, but it was fine. We knew it wouldn't last forever. But then I got um, a call saying, hey, Nickelodeon has, th- they're doing this webisode called Fred the Show. I'm going to pause for applause. <laughs> Listeners, Fred the Show, oh, who's with me? There's a lot of 12-year-olds right now he's, doing yeah! that. Woo! I wish we had a little clip of him because he's amazing. So I basically I got this call. I had, I had inter- this is also a lesson. Three or four years ago, I interviewed with a company called Varsity. And at the time, they were doing a show on Disney called Sunny with a Chance starring Demi Lovato. We know it very well. Oh, yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, people relate, you know, Steve Marmel? Or? No, no, no. I, I, I have Oh, you're girls. watching it in the house. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I get it. Yeah. Get it. Yeah, Sunny with a Chance. So, and I thought that sounded like a great show. So, I, I really hit it off with Varsity. And so, just this is also a lesson wrapped in this is like, that was years ago, and they didn't hire me. Basically, the interview was so good, it felt like we were just enjoying each other on a lunch break. It didn't even feel like we didn't know each other. It was just wonderful. And so they wanted to hire me, but I had a show. <laughs> Poor little me. I had a show at ABC that I had sold with Barry Sonnenfeld, <laughs> and we basically didn't know if it was going to be picked up for a pilot. So they were like, we want your hopes and dreams to come true, but we don't want to hire you the day before that happens. So we don't. So they didn't hire me, um, and then my pilot didn't go. 
But basically, like, Varsity kept me in mind. So they had brought me back for another project a year later, and then that didn't work out, like, trying to turn a book into a TV show. And then essentially that's what happened this past January. So eight months ago, oh, Varsity is doing this Fred the Show. They already love you. You know, will you pitch some ideas? And here's another lesson. Is everybody paying attention? I think we have three now. (laughs) Hang in there. You never know where that interview is going to take you. Okay. And then here's number three. Do it anyway. Or show up for work is maybe a good way to put it. Sure. Show up for work. I've, I've submitted to... I'm sure a hundred jobs for the ten I've gotten, mm-hmm. or whatever. So you can focus on the ten and go, "Oh, you've had success! Look, you've got these great jobs." Well, <laughs> I've not gotten a, a lot of great jobs, but you just show up. So they were like, "Hey, do you want to write for Fred the Show?" And I go, oh, "I'll check it out." And I watched Fred the Show, and uh, please know this ends well. But I was like, "No way!" <laughs> like I was so stuck up about it. Suddenly, I like just in my head for a moment. I suddenly I was like, "I'm Nora Ephron. This is ridiculous. It's a show for kids." <laughs> And he has a really high-pitched voice that, like, it's like nails on a chalkboard to adults. Kids love it. But it's like it's like how only kids can eat um, Sour Patch kids. Yeah. And adults are like, what are you doing? And, like, that's Fred orally um, <laughs> to the ear. Fred is a Sour Patch kid. And so I was like, I can't do this. But I also stopped myself and, like, who do you think you are? Like, this is January. Staffing season takes place in May. What what are you <laughs> busy? <laughs> so I was like, I watched a couple, and I go, well, I'll just. I also lesson four: be easy on yourself. Like I sat down with with pen and paper and was like, give it a shot. Like, what could Fred do? They wanted me to pitch ideas, so I was like, okay. And I started writing. It was so fun. Lesson five: maybe it'll be fun. <laughs> That's not a lesson, but be open is the sure. lesson really, or the principle here is like I didn't just go no, I could never do that, and then call them and say no, and then not work for nine months. I basically was like, well, I don't know, but I'll give it a shot. Like I also this is very helpful if you're a writer, anything in sort of a a self-propelled profession. If you're deeply, incredibly arrogant, because I have a secret. Um, I kind of believe on some level deep down I might be good at everything (laughs) (laughs) I I know you I I kind of believe that too I do on on the surface I don't feel like I'm good at anything but deep down I'm like maybe I'm great at that like anything I haven't done I really and it's also a a hardcore belief in beginner's luck you know like I don't know I've never jumped out of a helicopter on a surfboard I might be great at like so I kind of had this like I don't know Fred what you know like no no I can't do that I don't want to do it you know what I might be great at this. And so I started writing down ideas. And then it was fun. It was just fun. It was fun like the reason you want to write in the first place. Like because in third grade they had me write something and other kids were complaining and I was like, I could write all day. Like it was that kind of like, oh, this is freeing to me. Kind of just fun to write because Fred is basically a human cartoon. Like this kid in Nebraska, excuse me, like – he had a viral internet sensation. His um, his original web videos, they get between one and nine million hits each. And wow. so Nickelodeon gave him a show, and Varsity started making movies with him. He's going to be um, at Lucas, the actor who plays Fred, is going to be in a half hour in the, in the fall. Like, he's great, and he created this character who's basically a human cartoon. And so I was like, this is so fun. So I called them. I pitched some ideas. 
um, they said, great, write that one. And I wrote it. And now I had been in a situation where um, I won't name names, but someone screamed at me and my team <laughs> almost every day for two months. And so imagine my situation where I write this thing for Nickelodeon and they were like, this is so good. Like <laughs> like a, like a, a, the glistening of a tear in their eye because they just couldn't believe how funny Flower Baby was. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, it's okay. But they were like, uh, no, this is great. Like they, they, it was just so welcoming and warm and hey, this thing that you do, we like it. And I was like, oh, this is my deep down dream <laughs> that I'm good at something. <laughs> and so... They said, write another one, and I wrote another one. I just had this completely positive experience with them. So what is getting to the point now of sort of some success I've had this year, in and of itself, that was enough for me. That was great. I was so glad to be appreciated, and they paid me to do these webisodes. But there was a guest star in these webisodes who was a breakout star in X Factor. Her name, I guess we can talk about it. I don't know if any of this is under wraps, but her name is Rachel Crow. She's wonderful. Um, and she's this, the cutest little thing, amazing singer, charming, charming personality. You can't take your eyes off of her. So Sony um, made a deal with her for her album. It just came out. Mean Girls, the single is out. She's wonderful. Um, and the Nickelodeon made a deal with her for a show. So basically the producer, you know, a producer at Fred approached me and said, I like the way you wrote for Rachel. We have a deal with her. Like basically escorted me over to this other deal situation and took me into Nickelodeon and basically said, I think this is the writer to write for Rachel. And she said to me again, why don't you pitch ideas? Now at this point, again, anyone <laughs> listening in any profession, just show up. Like, I don't know if I can write a show for this person. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. But I tell you what, I'll sit down and write things that I think are funny and things that occur to me as I think about her and things I think she might be funny doing and so they commissioned they liked my pitches and they commissioned me to write eight sketches and then they ended up going around the country and casting it it was amazing like you know when you go to producer sessions like I was with the producers and so that was wonderful and we saw these great kids and um, ended up casting some and then we did a workshop at the Groundlings and it ended up being a pilot presentation I ended up directing it again just show up <laughs> like nice. basically they were like oh you know we're gonna do improv with them and they were like well we need to see these sketches acted out and I was like I directed I did improv and sketch and I directed it at the Acme and uh, I was like I actually have this skill set okay and so directed it it was amazing like, the kids were incredible and um, Nickelodeon got really excited and so now we're shooting a pilot. So now I have an office um, on, <laughs> it's on Sunset at Gower, but it's not Sunset Gower. <laughs> <laughs> so it is the weirdest. It's a building that you've seen a million times, but it is not labeled and you would never. It's like Hogwarts. <laughs> like, but that, it's right there, cool, but you right? don't know that it's if there. If it doesn't have a sign out front, that makes it the coolest it's place really on cool. the block. Here's what's cool. For real, they shot the I Love Lucy pilot there. 
Wow. Not too shabby. Yeah, Have it was you an- seen the actual room that it was shot in? Or? Well, they've changed it a little since then. <laughs> They still have it. So the Smithsonian. <laughs> um, they don't have a factory where she, she ate the chocolate. She still her dress is flung over a chair, and there's a no. It's been it's been a, a stu- the studios there have been in uh, use since 1938. Bob Hope did specials there, and uh, then for a long time it was the CBS newsroom. Like there's a lot of cool history, and now uh, Nickelodeon's in it, and um, Jackass. <laughs> Do you see the jackass so, guys? Progress? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I walked by Johnny Knoxville in the hallway, and I never know how I'm going to react to people. Like yeah. in Austin, uh, a friend, someone who I knew kind of was a very good friend with Renell Zellweger, and I ran into them in the grocery store, and I was just talking to them. I talked to her for ten minutes. Had no idea she was a giant movie star, <laughs> and she was at the time. But I just was just like, oh, this is my friend's friend. So I had, like, no reaction until I got back in line, and the guy behind me was like, was that Renee Zoe? He was, like, losing his mind. <laughs> and I was so tired that, like, 20 minutes, like, once I got home and I took a shower, I go, oh, that was Renee Zoe. Oh, 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 now that makes sense. They knew each other from Dazed and Confused. And then, so... But my reaction to Johnny Knoxville was like I swooned a little. Like Did I walked, I walked by him in the hall. I don't think of myself as someone who's gonna swoon over Johnny Knoxville. But I was like, oh, <laughs> Han- handsome. <laughs> he is very handsome, and he just and he looked very like all business. Like he really? was a dude going to work. And I was like, of course you are. Like I bet I got a little oh. <laughs> And uh, so ridiculous. Um, so this is this is the office where everybody's being really nice to you. This is the office that's great. Nickelodeon is wonderful. They're wonderful to work with, and they're also what I find um, great is like the, you know they're aware. They're not like well whatever, move it along. They they know it's a kids show, and that there's a certain attitude that's appropriate. You know to like you have to look out for kids' feelings and be a little careful and like so it's not like babies but it's it's not like you know mean old tv either or like mm-hmm. get used to it kid or what you know whatever like we're a big corporation like it's they're really wonderful i think there's a real sweetness to the people who work there and so now yes we have this office we're going to shoot um the beginning of september and you know we're basically in pre-production for this pilot that I wrote. <laughs> awesome. That is awesome. That's it's, so great. It's wonderful. You have to let us know when people, can, can people watch it or is it going to be one of those sort of, yes, people can watch the pilot. Right? You mean come to the studio and watch it? Oh, or yeah. Or is it like, going to air? Is it going to air, right? Well, it's a pilot. Okay. So it's going to. It's going to air. It's going to wow them and be episode one or. Well, or no, to, it's not going to air. You have to let us know so <laughs> no. everybody can watch it. 50-50 it's going to air. <laughs> now you've got, you've also. Can we talk about the other yeah. project? In the meantime, I sold another show to another network. Yeah, which is co- maybe like Ooh, the complete I? opposite of Nickelodeon as far as their audience goes. Yeah, FX. So, so Laura comes to Writing Group one day. And <laughs> people, you know, I mention Writing Group a lot and people are always asking, can I get thing. into your writing groups? And let me just say something. It's not like... So I, I used to be rather secretive about these and you'll never see them on the website or advertised or anything like that. The thing with the writers groups are once people have been working with me for a long time and I really feel like they're at a certain place in their writing writing, and they're good in a room, that's really important. 
I might invite them into some of these private writing groups that I have. So unfortunately, these aren't sort of open to the public. Mm -hmm. But what is open to the public are all the classes that everybody in those groups takes First, I can't Thank stop you. taking them, and I won't stop taking them. <laughs> Laura does Even show up for you, every single class. You asked awesome. me to teach one. I am. I continue to take them. They're so valuable. Thank you. I will be here tomorrow, and I will be here next Sunday. <laughs> Thank you. I love camp on the page. Like what what you do. I've said this to you publicly. I've said to you privately. It's so valuable and I send people to Pilar all the time and she's always like oh thank you I'm like I'm not doing you the favor <laughs> like they're thanking me like it's it's so good and perfect and I think the main thing of what you do it's relevant thank you you know it's not just like oh get this story out of your heart not that <laughs> there's not a place for that you're like this is what's going to sell it this is where that you know that turn doesn't work you need something to happen here this character you know dropped off somewhere like it's actually incredibly powerfully helpful thank you you're so welcome you, you thank had, you i did have for one, my career <laughs> I, I had one of those thank god for that group on you ever yeah, yeah no kidding <laughs> i had a i had a group on it that's how laura first came to me <laughs> i am so cheap i found her not only through a group on but i realized i because i lived around the corner at the time it was a two-minute walk literally door to door two minutes <laughs> I lived a block How away. Horrible. I was like a Groupon plus a two minute walk. This is a this is the class for me. It would have been a terrible like it would have been like the most unappealing class if you decided not to go. Like <laughs> nah, eh, nah, really. I, I still could, left I could early. watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna hang out at Seven <laughs> Eleven. But um, uh, so so uh, one day in writing group, when these <laughs> private only writing groups, Laura comes in with a bunch of scratch tickets, and she says, <laughs> "Here." I felt I, I got lottery. lucky today. I Here, I want today. everybody to be lucky too, <laughs> because that was the day that they'd kind of sealed the deal with this with yet another pilot. So, um, so, so she comes in, and I can't tell you how funny it is to watch a bunch of writers who supposedly, you know, everybody's educated, including myself, try to figure out a scratch ticket. <laughs> Did like, I win? Right. Did I, is it five, so I won five, or do I have to have three of these? Yeah. Or do I, well, give it to me. Somebody was like, I'm from Oklahoma, give them to me, or whatever. Like, <laughs> someone was like, the designated <laughs> scratch ticket Yeah, they know if they won or not. I have a cowbell on mine. What does that mean? <laughs> what is it? Is a cherry mean I won money or fruit? What is happening? <laughs> no. But it's like, no, no, you didn't win anything. <laughs> but it was really, really fun. I won fun. another ticket. <laughs> it's like a, get, asking for three more wishes. And it was a much more productive way to spend our time than champagne, which would not have been helpful for the writer's group, especially for the writing group teacher. Yeah, so, not so, helpful. So tell everybody what happened that day. So, well... Um, I know it goes, it goes back days it earlier. Does it does. <laughs> well, what happened that day was I was told... Um, you know, I had pitched something to FX, and on that day we were told, great, let's make the deal. So that's when they get in touch with the agents and start, you know, ba uh, negotiating. What? I can't even think of what, yeah, negotiating. I was like bantering about money. What I don't know, whatever. <laughs> that thing that you don't do, and I wish everybody else. There is were a writer to. here that knew words. <laughs> that would be good. Um, I've written too much. I'm out of words. Um, <laughs> it happens. <Laura. laughs> there's a finite amount. It turns out. Um, so yeah, that's when they start talking about money, and then a few days later they call and they say, here's the numbers and the terms and um, you know it's a really wonderful phone call and so uh, what happened before that though so I've had this really nice time with Nickelodeon but also keep in mind too 
other jobs came up that I didn't get. And I I don't mean to like, I don't put myself down, but I'm just saying like, that's to me, that's what this is. You know, like I, I know if I heard someone talking about, you know, um, just success, I would get like discouraged. <laughs> like, oh, I don't have ju just success, you know, so I don't relate to this person. You know, this year, like, I didn't have, um, I had some, meet. you know, staffing season happens in May. I had some meetings before that. I didn't have any showrunner meetings. You know, I had some great network meetings or, or studio meetings, you know, where basically executives who aren't going to hire you say, I think you're great. You know, basically, like, I wouldn't block you. <laughs> if the showrunner wants to hire you, I wouldn't get in the way. Mm -hmm. Like, that's basically what those meetings are. And it's always nice to meet people and wish them well. <laughs> but then, you know, when it came to shows, like, I don't know Mindy Kaling. I didn't, you know, I wasn't being considered for that job. I didn't have, so that happened. And you also hear things like, oh, so-and-so read your script and passed. You know, it's hard to hear. You know, when it's like, oh, because sometimes you can think, if they just read my script, well, that's not always a great thing. <laughs> you they know, did like, read your script. Oh, they read your script and they go, no. Like, one of them I was told I didn't go deep enough. Like my script didn't have enough heart, you know, and then you're like, oh, I teach meditation. <laughs> I'm nothing but deep, what you? you know, and then you maybe it's not, as we say, on the page. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, OK, or uh, Whitney Cummings read your script. She's not interested. But I know her <laughs> from stand up, you know, right. like, but aren't I charming enough to like, and, like your other guest was saying, can I just skate through? <laughs> and uh, anyway, so like that, you know, that was staffing season. So I had this other thing going at Nickelodeon. It was great. Um, but other things came up a couple weeks ago. Um, I, I got an email saying you were recommended by someone who never recommends anyone to write for the Roseanne roast. Like this guy, like, who are you? Mm -hmm. This guy doesn't recommend anyone. I would say in parentheses, especially a woman. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> and you know, so they were like, would you submit for the Roseanne roast? And I was like, Sure. I mean, again, you just show up. Like, I don't know. Like, literally, maybe I'm great at writing roast jokes. I don't think I'm great at writing roast jokes. Maybe I am. And so I wrote some roast jokes and I sent the, and I actually emailed them and said, I, you know what? I'm not going to send them in because I didn't have time doing this Nickelodeon thing. I have that time. I'll get back to the FX thing. I just want to talk about my failures for a yeah. second. Anyway, and <clears throat> so I said, I'm not going to send them in. I didn't feel like I had enough time to do a good job. And then they called me and like Joel Gallen, who produces all the roast and tons of shows and he's produced the Emmys and he's produced the Oscars. He called me personally mm -hmm. and he said, hey, um, what's the deal? Like you were recommended and I saw these jokes and they're pretty, you know, like basically once they said, uh, hey, you should go ahead and do it. Like I sent jokes and then he called and said, um, these are pretty good if you want to take another couple days to to add to them or whatever. If you're going to feel better, I'll extend the deadline for you. Um, you know, so-and-so never recommends anyone and somebody else recommended you and I'm really interested. And, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't tell the story if I got the job. Like, I still didn't get the job. Right. <laughs> like, I sent in more. Like, I worked all week. Oh, okay, maybe. And sent in more jokes. And it was like, you know what? They went another direction. Like, this is how it is. Even though oh, you know what, I, I'm making a pilot for Nickelodeon. Like, there's not, I guess there's just nothing across the board. And it's what I hear, you know, ridiculous. I'm about to compare myself to Martin Scorsese, but only in experience, you know, where he's like, it took me 10 years to make that movie. You know, even though he, or like, um, 
uh, Larry Gelbart wrote yeah. in his book, he created MASH. And he was like, I couldn't sell another show after MASH. He created MASH. <laughs> so I'm not like either of those men, um, career-wise or success-wise or talent-wise. But I still, like, that's what I find is, you know, it's not like, oh, now everybody wants you. So the FX thing happened um, a few months ago. Let's say maybe in, in June, say May. In May, I got an email from a friend of mine. <laughs> She's a friend of mine. Just someone I know. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, and it was a real cryptic email. She said, a friend of mine um, is interested in producing comedy, and I want to give them your information. What's your agent's and manager's information? Now, between me and you, that sounds weird <laughs> <laughs> to me. Like, this is a good friend. Like, I don't, you know, my friend who's 16 wants to produce comedy. You know, like, I don't yeah. know what it means. And my agent barely wants to. I have a big, big agent and a more approachable manager. <laughs> so my agent, I feel like she didn't want to talk to me, really. So I certainly <laughs> don't send people I don't know her her way unless I know what's happening. So I go, oh, here's my manager's information. You know, kept it friendly again. Show up. Right back to a person. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> Show up. Be open. Mm -hmm. <laughs> see see what life has in store for you. Because <laughs> this was pretty amazing. So I sent her my manager's information. Like the next day, my manager calls and says, Katie Seagal wants to meet you. Ah. <laughs> and I was like, Peg Bundy? Like, this is great. And I, I, you know, I then I could, oh, yeah, my friend's friends with her. I get it. Okay. So, I mean, if you live in the Valley... <laughs> Everybody knows Wayne Knight or something. Yeah. And so you go, John Cryer. Somebody's going to know John Cryer. I ran into him at a frozen yogurt place. And like again, like my heart jumped out of my chest. I could care less about what he's done for the past 20 years. But I was like, oh, Ducky. <laughs> I texted my best friend from sixth grade. John Cryer is getting frozen yogurt six feet away from me. She texted back, what is he getting? <laughs> what was he getting? I was yeah. like, I was like, I can't tell, but he didn't take long. I think it was very simple. <laughs> and he he's called, so pure that way. He he's really so is. pure, ducky. And he called his wife to see if she wanted anything. Aww. I love him. Aww. And even then I realized I know three people who work on Two and a Half Men. And it never occurred to me to like put myself in the vicinity of John Cryer. But when Ducky walked into Chill, <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. My friend was like, frozen treats with a duck man. <laughs> um, so what happened with the Katie Seagal thing was, uh, we met. We just met at a uh, cafe in Hancock Park. Like, let's just meet. And they had read, she and her producing partner, um, had read one of my scripts. And then basically, you want to meet the writer. You read the script. If you like the script, you want to meet the writer. I think in that sense, being a writer is much easier than being an actor. Because being an actor, they've only seen your picture. So they're like, your face is acceptable, but what are you like? And I think right. there's more pressure in the room. But as a writer, if they've read your script and they like it, when you show up, just don't be a jerk. <laughs> like if you're like, charming, it's it's sort of just icing on the cake. Absolutely. Just be pleasant. Somebody people want to work with or what you just like it's yours to lose <laughs> is the way I think of it. Um, and I could be wrong about that, but that's the way I that th at least even thinking about that helps <laughs> helps me. So uh, I met Katie and her producing partner. They're completely lovely women like they're just wonderful. And we can and also, you know, I was also meeting a friend of a friend, so it it wasn't like all business. Like we just, we really had a wonderful connection. They're great. They liked um, one of my scripts, and um, basically we all agreed. I was like, I don't think the version that I wrote in that script, I don't think is maybe 
the one way to go. Like now it's been a year and I think maybe this happens or this, you know, we can give her more of a wall to push up against. Maybe instead of with roommates, she has to move back in with her mother, like these sort of adjustments. But we agree, but we like this world and we like the tone and we like these characters. So I just had a conversation like that, which would be, I guess, lesson six. You're just, keeping track? I, I think lost so. track. Well, I have these fingers I'm literally counting okay. on. But I was, I, you know, like that lesson is like, d- tell the truth. You know, like I wasn't trying to hardball them or I wasn't trying to make anything happen. I was like, you know what? That script you read, I'm glad you like it. I find it imperfect. These are my thoughts. And they were like, we concur with those thoughts. That totally makes sense. And um, we just talked like people. They have a first look deal at FX. Like they were starting a production pod. So they were looking for people basically to bring to FX. So they were like, well, let's let's meet again. You kind of organize some of these thoughts into like a pitch and maybe we can take it to FX. So we met again and did that and met another time and sort of, you know, ran it and then went into FX. And here's the funny part, which I think is worth a story is I went into FX on a tu- the Tuesday before the lottery ticket Tuesday, which we'll call Angry Tuesday. Because I went into that class in a really bad mood to the point that the girl, a girl across from me, was like, "Are you okay?" And they're like, <laughs> just like, Ugh. it was weird. And so, but that day I went into FX and I get nervous. I get real. I get like almost paralyzed, nervous, and I don't. I would think that would possibly be a surprise to people because I don't have a problem talking with people. I don't have a problem sharing. I even enjoy pitching. But sometimes I just get like, like I couldn't sleep the night before, even though I was like, everything's fine. Like there's nothing, FX isn't going to like take my boyfriend from me or, (laughs) you know, like, you know, like now you don't live there anymore. We took everything, you know, like you (laughs) failed and now you have nothing. Like, you know, they're just, it's another relationship. But somehow deep in my gut like there was no telling me anything I just was up all night and was just like okay like I'm scared like I'm (laughs) this is me being vulnerable but I really was like oh okay on some level this is really freaking me out and part of it is you don't want to make your partners look bad you don't want to blow it you don't want to oh here's it here's an enticing thing um I never watched the show episodes I had never seen it before but that day uh we had just gotten cable and that day, um, I watched an episode of Episodes. And in it, there um, there was a network head who was talking to his development people, uh, Merck. He was talking to his development people, and they're pitching ideas that they had heard. And they're like, what about this? What about that? And, sh- and a, one of the, the executives said, um, well, you know, what about this story where this girl moves home to live with her mom? Yes, I and saw it was, that one, and I and thought she, of you, Laura. And she I goes, was like, uh-oh. It's called, not if I kill you first. And she said <laughs> it like that. And he goes, could somebody have an original idea? <laughs> this was on a Monday. And literally the next day, I was going into FX, like the cool, like a really cool network. Like they're doing what HBO does, but like cheap. You know, like, and not cheap, like less expensively and more heartfully. Like, it's amazing what they're doing. And I was, I was apparently going to pitch. I was going to pitch an idea about a girl who moves home with her mom. And I was like, I'm literally going to pitch the hackiest idea in Hollywood to like episodes, had to make a comment about it. I'm going to go into FX and pitch it tomorrow. And that may have been why I couldn't sleep. Um, But I went into FX and I pitched them. And here's something to know. I did not know. Katie told me. Just read it. Like, have your one sheet and just read it. Like, if you can read in an engaging way, 
And I like to do that. Like, don't read head down, mumble, mumble, huh, like, I don't want to be here. But, like, I didn't have to worry about memorizing it, which I had done before. And she was like, just read it. Like, just read it and look up and make eye contact and make it interesting. But you certainly don't have to memorize your pitch. And I did not know that. So that was a help. Um, otherwise, I'm trying to remember as opposed to just trying to tell a story. So um, anyway, we went into FX. They were lovely people, four great people, and um, talked for a second, and then I pitched, and they liked it. There were some laughs, you know, like it. we enjoyed. And then they started talking to me, and there was a little bit of back and forth, And but then their comments felt like, there wasn't something for me to respond to. Like it wasn't a question, it was a, it was sort of telling me things. And so I kind of felt like, oh, they're not interested. <laughs> like this, they're just, now they're talking about things that they like that are do not have to do with anything I just said. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world if people pass. It's the worst thing in the world if they call your agent and say you're horrible. But otherwise, it, there's nothing bad's going to happen if they don't buy your show. So I was like, oh, all right. And then we talked a little at the end and uh, dismissed and it's nice to meet you, et cetera. And we walk out and Katie's producer goes, that great job. They were laughing. They loved you. And I, I'm very hard on myself. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I, I just had a different experience. She goes, we sold it. We sold it. And uh, I go, we sold it? <laughs> like, and Katie was the same. She goes, I think we sold it. And I was like, how did none of us know if we sold it? <laughs> like, because in my mind, like, they should just hand you, a, like, a, in a cartoon, like, a bag of money with a dollar sign on right. it. Like, here you go. Like, an old Western cartoon, and they just shove it across. <laughs> Thanks for the idea. Look forward to working with you. And and I was like, but this is what they had said. Like, when they were talking about this stuff, they go, oh, we would be interested in developing this with you. That meant you sold it. Apparently, that meant we sold it, but... Listen to the sentence. I mean, this right. is very we like be this is a page in. out of Seinfeld. We would be interested <laughs> in developing this with you, like if to me, <laughs> yes, to me, there's something has to fo- a, a negative conjunction follows that. You know, if you weren't such a jerk, or you know, we we would be interested in developing this this with you, but we're not going to. Like, I just I didn't know what that like. If it's sold, just say, hey, we're buying it. Right. Um, anyway, but so what happened was this. So they said, we all agreed, basically. We didn't know if we had sold it, but we agreed. I I even knew it seemed like they would like to continue the conversation, meaning there's your pitch. Here's what we said after the pitch. If you can combine them, if you can sort of take what we said and are there ideas, is there a different way to go with this that ends us up all, you know, all on the same page, then we would be interested in developing this with you. That's what I took it as, is like, if there's some adjustments, you can go deeper, you can go further, et cetera, then we want to make this. So I took that, and this is also uh, lesson eight. Don't live in your head. It's a horrible neighborhood. <laughs> um, so I, I like made up an assignment for myself. I was like, okay, then I need to go off with my pitch and figure out like what are basically like three or four or ten story ideas that support what they needed. You know, like how do I show them, yes, I'm on board with the changes. That's what they were like. We just want to know Laura's on board with 
you know, the changes. So I was like, okay, so I, I worked and worked and worked, and then I met with Katie again and her producing partner, Belle, and like we got together and we felt like we were all on the same page, and with this idea, they were like, yes, I think that addresses it, great, great, great. So we called FX, <laughs> and um, I made a really funny joke, by the way. Did I tell you my funny joke? Go for it. Because no one enjoyed it, but maybe you will. Maybe. I'm it's a lot of a, pressure on us now. I'm in a room in a conference room at, at William Morris Endeavor, and I'm with Katie and uh, her producing partner, Belle, and we decide we're going to call FX and tell them, you know, Laura's on board with the changes. Here's the ideas that, you know, she came up with. Um, so can we move forward? And um, she goes, I don't have – she was, like, talking about the head of development at – at FX. She goes, oh, I thought I had his number. I don't have it. Belle, do you have it? And I go, oh, I got it. Uh, it's 31025. And she goes, oh, really? And she started typing. I go, I don't have his number. <laughs> I was like, why? And she didn't even, like, nothing about that was, like, she's like, oh, like, as if I, oh, yeah, oh, hey, who else do you need? Let's call Les Moonbiz. You know, this like, is how important everybody thinks you are now, Laura. In her, no, I think it just how important everyone in her life is. Ah. <laughs> like, why not? My daughter has his number. Why wouldn't you have? <laughs> anyway, but I was, uh, anyway, what happened was, this is the great uh, cherry ending to the story is, so the weird meeting on Tuesday, and then the next Tuesday I met with them, and they called FX, and they ended up leaving a message, which I just makes me laugh. Just leave a message for FX, <laughs> and Katie got a call back. So from the time I drove back home from uh, William Morris, I had had like three messages: calls, 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 and. Um, I called back and I talked to the manager. They're like, let's get Katie on the phone. Whenever two, here's another lesson nine. Whenever two people get on the phone with you, it's a good thing. People will give you bad news in person, but good news, they want the whole team on the conference. Nice. So I was like, yeah, let's definitely link her in. What, what's happening? What? She said, this is what happened. She called FX, like they called her back, and she said the following. She said, oh, I just... Want to say we met with Laura today? She's totally on board with the changes. She has this idea, this idea, this idea. Maybe we can meet next week, and she can tell you the ideas to let you know how on board she is with the changes. Literally on the other end of the line, they said, um, "Oh, she's on board with the changes," and she goes, "Oh yeah, absolutely, great. That's all we wanted to know. Great. Let's make a deal. <laughs> well, let's make a deal. Bag of money." And I was like. They literally wanted a yes or no. <laughs> like, all I had to say the week before was, yes, I'm on board with the changes. So you were making them nervous for a week. Yes! <laughs> That's awesome. I was the problem. Wow. Yes. How yes. funny. That was what happened. So for a week, I did not know that I had sold a script. Well, congratulations. It's the funniest and, and, problem I've ever had. And belated <laughs> congratulations. Congratulations plus a week. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, Wonderful. but also at least I did it honestly. I mean, I don't feel bad about I had to do that work anyway, but I was like, oh, like listen to what people are asking. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think that's lesson 10? <laughs> lesson 10. That's a good place to end it. I think I, think I skipped one of them. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back into this podcast and listen to all the lessons. I'm going to post every lesson on uh, the On The Page Facebook page. Is that okay? Sure. All right. What, what is she going to say? No? Okay, I just put her on the spot. And uh, I if, think you own whatever I just said. I, the I, last I, yeah, I think I you can do whatever you want. Why don't we have little pieces of paper for people to sign? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe again, episode 300. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so like us on Facebook. Go to the On The Page Facebook page so you can get these 
awesome 10 lessons. Laura, thank you so much for being so generous and coming back. Oh, of course. And, it's a pleasure. And, you know, when your stuff is out there, the pilot and all that, let me we know. We very so much I can hope we're going to series with the Nickelodeon. Abs- let's, let's all just watch it and like it and, you know. Come on, come let's on. all just watch it and let's, like. Let's it, you watch guys. it, like it. You've make, got kids. Yeah, come put on, their the eyeballs with, on the that's tube. That's right. What? Why are they not watching TV? Put them in front of television <laughs> Rachel right Crow now. Rachel and Jack Griffo are wonderful, <laughs> and you will love them. Absolutely. And so, they haven't had a sketch show for ten years, so it'll be fun. And Laura, um, do you want anybody to follow you on Facebook, Twitter, or anything like that? We can tell, um, you, or, or just leave on me alone. Twitter, <laughs> leave me alone. On Twitter. Uh, I'm simply I'm Lara. Okay. I M L A U R A. It's a little picture of a baby. It's me as a baby. And then um, uh, no one follows anyone on Facebook. Yeah, uh, but I have a website, LauraHouse.com. Oh, go to LauraHouse.com. We talk about various things, but also how you can learn meditation, which we didn't talk about, but that's certainly uh, beneath all this and incredibly helpful. One of these days, that's right, uh, Laura is a meditation coach. She teaches <laughs> private meditation classes. One of these days I'm going to take wonderful. one as soon as I can, like, slow down enough to just sit on my... <laughs> You're too stressed out to show up for class. I <laughs> <laughs> should have done it when I lived two minutes away from you. I know. I know. No, I always show up for class, but that's what stresses me out. <laughs> so, David, uh, uh, tell everybody where they can get you. Yeah, uh, weekly movie discussion podcast and... Uh, ongoing movie uh, and home video reviews at battleshippretension.com. Excellent. And go to onthepage.tv. The six-week first draft class is starting September 8th through October 13th. You won't be sorry. You will get it on the page. I know it sounds corny, but you'll actually do that. Um, so I think that's about it. Thank I think you, so. Laura. I'm also, I do stuff at Comedy Film Nerds. Oh, yeah, I just yeah, wanted yeah. to feel like I had a web presence. That's right. And com- I started feeling bad. And the Comedy <laughs> Film Nerds guys were just on the podcast. Yeah, at your recommendation. Yeah, they're wonderful. They're they are right? great. Were they jerks? Did they steal stuff? No, they're awesome. I mean, oh. I'm you know, like I said, you know, I I have deep love in my heart for Graham. I tried to fix oh, him up yeah. with my stepsister once a long time oh, ago. Oh boy, long time ago. She married somebody richer, so it's all good. <laughs> um, it works out for yeah, everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, everybody, we'll stop talking. You start writing and have a good writing week. <laughs> <laughs>